You're listening to episode number 45 of the Keto Diet Podcast. Today we're chatting about the signs that point to you needing a carb up, how to overcome the fear of a cyclical ketogenic practice, and first-hand experience on carving up and how to make it work for you. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Leanne from HelpfulPursuit.com, and this is the Keto Diet Podcast, where we're busting through the restrictive mentality of a traditional ketogenic diet to uncover the life you crave. What's keto? Keto is a low-carb, high-fat diet where we're switching from a sugar-burning state to becoming fat-burning machines. All listeners of the podcast receive a free seven-day keto meal plan, complete with a shopping list and everything you need to chow down on keto for seven whole days. Download your free copy at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. The link will also be in the show notes for today's episode. Perfect if your daily keto meals have become a bit lackluster, if you're new to keto and a bit lost when it comes to eating what and how much, or thrive on being guided on what to do and when to do it. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com forward slash keto meal. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, happy Sunday. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E45. The transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And let's hear from one of our awesome partners. The podcast is partnered with Wolf Clinic Royal Flora, my choice in soil-based probiotics. Soil-based probiotics are a fabulously effective approach to repopulating the gut. The soil-based organisms are cultured in declayed plant matter free from pesticides, chemicals, and toxins. Unlike conventional probiotics, which have a shortened shelf life, are vulnerable to stomach acid, weakened by processing methods, and less likely to reconstitute or colonize the GI tract to the level we need it, soil-based probiotics are alive and thriving, meaning they colonize along the entire GI tract, rapidly forming into the bacteria your body needs most as soon as it interacts with saliva. Soil-based probiotics from Wolf Clinic called Royal Flora is my choice in soil-based probiotic, and my gut has never felt less bloated. I'm not reacting to foods in the way that I used to, for example, spaghetti squash. I can eat it, no problem. It's great. U.S. and Canadian listeners receive 20% off when you order from healthfulpursuit.com forward slash gut. Use the coupon code GUT, all in caps, no spaces, for the 20% discount to be applied to your order. If you have an idea for a podcast episode or you want to submit praise over and above the review, which you can leave by going to healthfulpursuit.com forward slash review, you can reach me at info at ketodietpodcast.com. I have no announcements today, so we're just going to cut over to introducing the guest. Our guest today is Maritza Ann, who struggled for 18 years with body dysmorphia, calorie restriction, binging, purging, and during the last five years, she struggled with depression. With my fat-fueled keto protocol, she went from 195 pounds to 130 pounds, but more importantly, beat the depression and regained a healthy relationship with her mind, body, and with food. She has been living a keto life for two years now, and we wanted to have her on the show to talk one-on-one about her carb up experience, because I know that there are a lot of individuals out there that are kind of iffy about 
how to add a carb up practice to their life. So if you're not familiar what a carb up is, basically it's when you eat low carb, high fat for a period of time, and then you eat some carbs. And those carbs can be things like paleo friendly things like sweet potatoes, cassava, potatoes, any sort of fruit. You can go with like the paleo treats. You can go with like pizza if you really want to, but you probably won't feel the best. But it just encourages you to have more of a natural relationship with your ketogenic diet. Now with carb ups and something that I want to point to, if you've been told that you need a ketogenic diet by your doctor or healthcare team in order to heal something, I wouldn't practice carb ups just because your doctor or healthcare practitioner wants you on a strict ketogenic diet. So the carb up conversation is more for people that are looking to gravitate toward a ketogenic diet for overall health and wellness. So if you are in that bucket, today's show is for you. If you want more information about carb ups, there are two things that you can do right now. The first is in the show notes, I'll include a link to a blog post that I created that has all of my resources on carb ups, what they are, how to eat, all of those things if you're curious about this. If you want to go a step further, my program Fat Fueled is probably going to be the one for you where it talks about how to heal your body with a ketogenic diet and using carb ups if you feel like it. And the third thing you can do is that I've prepared a resource which you can access at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash carb up that includes over a hundred carb up recipes of any carb up item you could ever think of from grapes to bananas to sweet potato and pumpkin and just about everything in between. So if you're struggling on how to lower your fat and also increase your carbs on a carb up practice, that is for you. So let's cut over to the interview. Hey, Maritza, how's it going? I'm good. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's my pleasure. So stoked. For listeners that may not be familiar with you and your story, how about you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am 36 years old and I have two kids right now, five and a two-year-old. And I, you know, just like every mother struggled with the baby weight. But in my case, it was more of because of 18, 18 plus years of restriction And when I became pregnant, I kind of, you know, told myself I was not going to restrict because I really wanted that little bean to grow healthy. So I ate everything and ended up gaining about about 90 pounds on both pregnancies. So it was um, quite a bit of a struggle to get that weight off. And of course, you know, after I had my first child, I kind of went back to my usual ways of losing weight, which is heavy restriction, binging and purging, excessive exercise, and just, you know, really just tiring myself out. And I think with my first child, I struggled heavily with uh, postpartum depression. And it was really hard for me to kick and they put me on antidepressants and birth control because they said it was a hormonal issue. And when finally I started, I think, thinking about having a second child, I really wanted to get myself healthy. So I started scouring the internet and, you know, put myself on a gluten-free diet, which is how I discovered you, searching for recipes. And I felt a lot better off of gluten, and but I still wasn't doing keto. But then I got pregnant again and While I was pregnant, I discovered keto through you, and I decided that was going to be, I was going to try it. I was definitely going to try it. So 
I had my child and gave myself a good amount of time of nursing. And because I had struggled with postpartum depression before, I was kind of just on edge, I think, the entire first six months of my after I delivered with my second child. I was just kind of waiting for it to come in. But I slowly started incorporating keto into my diet, not necessarily restricting on the carbohydrates, but eating high fat and eating very low glycemic carbs into it. And um, amazingly enough, after six months of just kind of doing that, I decided to go a little more, a little stronger. And um, the weight just started melting off. I think within the first year, I had lost everything but the last 10 pounds of my baby weight. And I think the most amazing part of it all for me was the no postpartum depression. It just never creeped on. The keto just kept me very steady. Obviously, you know, you still had the emotional ups and downs of just having a baby, but nothing in comparison of what I had suffered from my first child. So that's kind of pretty much my backstory. That's awesome. And to just kind of see that transition. How has keto changed since you first started to now? Like, how has it changed for you from that first couple of weeks to what you're doing right now for your ketogenic journey? Well, I believe the first couple of weeks, I was like everybody else counted every macro, made sure I was like at 20 grams, 25 grams, ate the perfect amount of fat, the perfect amount of protein, and I kind of kept it there, and which was great, but I started getting... I started getting the sleepless nights. I started getting really heavy insomnia and um, just like, you know, my husband would tell me, just sit down. I couldn't like get myself to calm down, which I discovered later on that, you know, I just because I needed to incorporate a little more carbs. And I kind of just out of experimenting with my own body, I realized that I could, you know, go one day and have um, about 60 to 70 grams of extra carbs. And within 15 hours of having that big meal, I would test my blood and I was back at, I was back in ketosis. So I kind of slowly started incorporating more carbs. I would start by having maybe higher carbs every about three days. And I kind of felt like my, my nerves were calming down a little bit. After that, I wasn't as jittery. And I was having better sleep once I started doing that. Um, the heavy restriction, I think I kept the heavy restriction for about two to three months. And then I started slowly easing in with more carb ups. Instead of once a week of a carb up, I would started incorporating about two to three, depending. And then I kind of would essentially like leave all my carb ups for the end part of the week when, you know, my husband wanted to go out. To dinner. Um, my husband is Korean descent. So eating rice <laughs> is essential part of his life. And it's just what we do. And we noticed that white rice doesn't do much to me. So we would have, you know, our Korean meals once once a week, and I would still be fine. But and now I'm able to, I think in a day, I don't count macros anymore. But I roughly estimate I eat between 75 to 80 grams of carbohydrates, and I'm in ketosis the next day. It's the beauty of being fat adapted. My body just always just wants to return back to fat. 
regardless of what I do. Were you a little bit upset when you started doing carb ups and you realized that you could get away with it? Were you kind of, I know like when I realized that I could do this carb up practice and still be in ketosis, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Like, are you kidding me right now? (laughs) Were you a little bit upset at the process or? I would because, you know, I had been restricting for so long. I had been living off of spinach and kale (laughs) for so many months and eating pretty much the same meals because I didn't want to screw up my macros. And when I just finally let go and said, screw this, and started eating a little bit more sweet potato and some carrots in my meal and having like even indulging, oh my goodness, I had a little bit of apple on top of my salad. And the next day I would test my blood and I didn't even have to test my blood. I could feel it in my mouth that I was already back. I was like everywhere that I had read, nobody ever told me that you could pretty much go back to fat adapted back to keto after being fat adapted. So yeah, that was upsetting that I could enjoy more variety of food besides just the greens, you know, because I'm a very firm believer that I need a variety of food in my life to be happy. I can't just like be hardcore and just stick to those 25 grams because, you know, your quality of life just really goes down. Even though you're feeling great, you're just always kind of ticked off that you can't eat everything. So that was pretty much the feeling. So you mentioned a couple of times testing your ketones and kind of knowing that you were either in ketosis or not based on the feeling in your mouth. Were there any other feelings that you have when you know, maybe I'm sure there's been a time where you ate too many carbs on your carb up and you're like, ah, shoot. What did that feel like? I guess that's a good place to start. You know, it feels like you're hungover. The next day of eating, if I had way too many carbs, And I'm not talking about like alcohol carbs. I'm just talking I had way too much like sweet potato and potato all together. I wake up extremely swollen and I'm immediately hungry in the morning. And I know that one. I'm really hungry in the morning. I'm swollen. I'm puffy. And eventually it takes me an extra day to kind of get that feeling that I'm in ketosis. I know the feeling because I'm always thirsty when I'm in ketosis. I can and you have that type of like the keto breath that you're always that you're always rocking and again not being hungry that's my biggest thing when i'm in ketosis i'm just not hungry i mean it's hard to like force anything in my mouth before 12 p.m. and then that's even just like pushing it i could probably go to 2 if i'm really busy i don't eat anything until 2 when i'm in ketosis which is the best most freeing thing ever <laughs> Absolutely. And how many, like we talked a little bit about your carb up practice and for you, how many carbs do you normally eat during your carb up? It really just depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes I go as high as like a hundred, 150. It just really depends. Like sometimes I kind of, if I'm going to be, I know I'm going to be going out with friends or we're going to be going to dinner. I, you know, I kind of hoard my carbs for that night. But on an average, I think I go an extra like 60 to 80 carbs on a carb up. And what are your go-to carb up options? You chatted a little bit about it, but I'm sure people want to hear it again. (laughs) Uh, Sweet potato is my big one. Kind of gives me that nice starchy feeling. I also do a lot of daikons. I love love radishes. The, The starchy things like jicama give me, you know, make me go to my happy place, especially. Um, I can tolerate some fruits. Some fruits don't like, make me feel like I'm hungover. 
apples is definitely one of them that I can handle as well as berries. I'm big on, you know, treating myself if I do a carve up with like kind of a mock berry parfait. And it kind of just gives me the feeling of that I'm having something naughty when it's really not. So <laughs> they're usually my, my biggest carb ups, you know, and then I have tried, you know, some of um, more of those high carb, no grain pastas, which are great that are pretty much mostly almond flour and or coconut flour. And that in a big like coconut flour non bread, that one is another one that puts me in my happy place. It kind of just gives me the sensation that I'm having non with my Indian food. Yeah, I love it. And like, how long were you fat adapted? You know, you chat a lot about, you know, now that I'm fat adapted, I can go back and forth, uh, you know, burn the carbs, go back to the fat. Uh, And I've definitely noticed the same thing. Because of my ketogenic experience, I did keto for six months, so hardcore, like just hardcore before I entertained carb ups. I know that you don't need to wait that long. But what was your process like? How like how long did it take you until you started practicing carb ups? I think I was so focused on just like, You know, I think after you have a baby, even more so than being healthy, you really want to like get into those genes. So I was a little obsessive in the beginning. And I I, I don't think I started practicing carb ups after about about four or five months because then I started feeling I started feeling sick in the sense that I, I just wasn't feeling right. At first, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is awesome. But I think, you know, once your body burns through all the excess sugar you have in your body, then you kind of just, you you feel like you need something. And, and then when I noticed that I needed to do the carb ups was when I was just on like my third cup of coffee a day. And I usually only have like one. So, so I need about four or five months afterwards, I started doing carb ups and noticed night and day and everything, how I was feeling, you know, I was sleeping better hair didn't start, you know, stop falling out. And I just started getting this, you know, started getting all my baby hairs coming out again. So that's pretty much the time frame. Yeah. And to be noted, like your body was fat adapted by that time, it was burning fat as energy for probably months. So it's quite interesting. Oftentimes, when you hear that experience, you're like, Oh, well, you just didn't eat keto long enough. But I mean, at four months, you should be pretty ketogenic at that point. And that's one of the reasons I waited so long to eat carbs is because I I was afraid that I hadn't waited long enough to start yeah. feeling the benefits of ketosis. But I think if every day you're waking up and you're just not feeling quite right, you need to really listen to your body. And it's good that you like took a step back and were like, wait a minute, I don't know about this. More on my interview with Maritza after this message from one of our podcast partners. The show is partnered up with Paleo Valley, the makers of the only 100% grass-fed and finished fermented beef stick. Each stick contains 1 billion probiotic CFUs. We all know how important fermented foods are to the health of our gut and the strength of our immune system. Chowing down on Paleo Valley's fermented beef sticks provides your body with all of the beneficial bacteria it loves in one convenient little beef stick. Their gut-friendly sticks are gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, freaky chemical additive dye and preservative-free, as well as being 100% free from carbs and sugar. 
and made with the highest quality ingredients. Exclusive to listeners of the show, receive instant savings of 20% off Paleo Valley fermented beef stick snacks by going to paleovalley.com forward slash keto. And if your jaw is just tired thinking about beef jerky, it's worth noting that these tasty treats are not tough at all, but moist with a little snap. The summer sausage flavor even tastes like those hickory summer sausages, but without the gunk. Seriously delicious. Again, that's paleovalley.com forward slash keto for an instant 20% off savings. Now, because your goal initially was weight loss and what's well, kind of been that transition with carb ups, because I know the fear that a lot of people have with carb ups is, yeah, but I'm going to eat carbs and then I'm going to get quote unquote fat. So what was your experience with that? It was kind of hard because, you know, it, it was the, I don't want to get out of ketosis. The only way I'm going to burn fat is if I'm still burning ketones. And then I kind of just, you know, during the, the, I think the, during the first six months, besides wanting to lose weight, I, and fight like the depression I needed kind of to do a lot of soulful searching. And I kind of forced myself to eat carbs because I'm very much the all or nothing type of girl. You know, I was very much fearful that once I start eating carbs, I was just going to let it all go again and just go back to my vicious cycle of like binging and purging. So yeah, that I was definitely fearful of that because I just didn't want to go fall back into that cycle. And it definitely took a lot of courage. And I think I started off small when I did my carb ups. I started off just, you know, putting some carrots into my saute and putting a little bit of sweet potato. And I started off kind of just baby steps until I felt more comfortable and realized the carb ups are not doing much to me. They're not affecting my weight loss they're just helping me feel better and that was pretty much it and I guess overcoming that fear like you were saying is just baby steps like start off small doesn't need to be huge and for a lot of people listening it's not like I don't know when you when you commit to something you need to do it I think we have this all or nothing mentality of like yeah but if I commit to carb ups then I have to do them well if you don't like them you don't have to do them and if you're feeling great don't do them like it's just a tool that you can use on your ketogenic diet if you're not feeling optimal to see how you could feel better. How do your carb ups look like now than they did when you first started? Have there been any differences, benefits that you've seen? I know you've touched on a couple of the benefits. Anything that is momentously different? I you know, I think one of the difference now that I can that I that you notice in my carb ups is that I been experimenting. I usually, I'm almost 99% of the time grain free, but I experimented, for example, with white rice and I realized, and I tested just out of curiosity my next, the next day. And really my blood sugars were not spiked at all with the white rice. And I know there's been so much, it's like huge controversy sometimes to have the grains, but I have been testing. And for example, if I go over to my mom's house and she's making tacos, I'm not going to offend the entire group, I will have one. And, you know, that's pretty much how I've kind of decided to live my life. I am decided to live, you know, my normal life is I am keto, I don't really I don't touch grains. But if I go out with my family, and I'm not going to be the obnoxious girl, that's not going to touch anything. And I think that's the big, big difference now than before the before I, I was like, No, I'm not going out. I'm 
cooking all my meals at home. I'm not going to enjoy my life. I'm not going to go on date night. And I just realized that that wasn't realistic in the long term for me personally. It just wasn't realistic. I like to go out. I like to enjoy my meals and I like to explore food. And as long as I'm not allergic to it, or it doesn't cause severe, you know, inflammation, I will try it. And then, you know, jump on the horse the next day and be fine. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of fear. And, and you touched on it too, of that fear that comes when you're like, okay, but I'm keto. And I think with anything, it's like, when I was vegan, the fact that I wanted honey so bad, and I knew that I couldn't have it because I was vegan. And I felt so guilty when I'd have honey and it just happened once because I couldn't even handle the guilt that I had because I'm like, I'm not vegan anymore. And it was so hard for me. And I think regardless of what eating style you resonate with, if you're kind of following somebody else's protocol or something, I know that I had a lot of fear about like, but vegans don't eat honey. Therefore I don't eat honey. It's really about finding something that, that works for you. So do you work out at all or move your body? Do you work out um, or exercise in any way? I do. Um, I discovered I used to be a marathon runner, long distance running. And when we moved, it was just because of weather, it was really impossible to get out there. So I discovered Bikram yoga, which I absolutely love, and Pilates. And those are my go to. Um, I think more of the yoga is more of a mental release, in addition to the physical, but those have been my go to I, I stopped running like a mad woman and just started relaxing and doing exercises that more that that I felt better in, you know, besides just burning calories. So it was a more mindful practice that I started, especially with my workouts. And do you use carbs and carb timing for your workouts? Or do you find that just having a carb up when you feel like it is good enough for you? You know, again, I, I stopped just kind of timing everything. Because I think it just in order for me to heal my past obsessions with counting everything, I needed to let go. So whenever I feel like I kind of need a carb up, I do it. And especially I, I try to tie my carb ups after a long session, after like a 90 minute yoga session, I usually will have a little, you know, we'll have, have some berries with my dinner or have, you know, some apple and that usually kind of calms me down and it just really just sets me off for like fantastic sleep. I, I found that especially the yoga, doing the yoga about two to three hours before going to bed, I, I knock out like a baby. That's so nice. that has been also great. Yeah, I know that when I was doing keto for those six, first six months, my sleep sucked so bad, <laughs> like so bad. And I know when I don't listen to my body, I know last night I went out for dinner with my sister and there were no good carb options. And I really felt like I needed carbs. I went on a really long hike and I was dying for carbs, but they just didn't have anything I wanted. So I didn't have anything. And when I got home, I grabbed my laptop like I normally do, check some emails. And then I was up till four o'clock without even noticing. And I'm like, shoot, I should have had that carb. I should have had something even when I got home because I was still craving carbs. And I was like, I'm too lazy. I don't want to eat. But it's amazing. Just and we're not talking about a lot here. Like I don't pound cupcakes or make a ton of sweet potato mash and eat cups of it. Like sometimes my carb up is like you said, just an apple <laughs> and, and that's enough for me. So were there any more trial and error things that you kind of had to figure out once you kind of go, oh, got over the 
fear of eating carbs and started incorporating that carb up practice? I think I, I kind of went through everything and kind of tested things out because I wanted to really kind of understand what my body went through on a carb up. So I kind of tested all the foods. I tested all different kinds of fruits and I even tested myself, how do I handle smoothies, which are not good for me. I can't handle a smoothie. I start going, I start like eating everything nonstop if I have too much fruit sugars. So I think that was the biggest thing. I just, I started off small and then I started eating different types of like root vegetables and kind of testing how I felt the next day. And that was the biggest indicator. Like if I would have, you know, a big thing of parsnips and the next day I would wake up completely swollen and feeling hungry, then I knew I needed either back off on the amount that I ate or just eliminate it altogether. And I know this is like kind of difficult for people to hear, but you kind of just have to be your own guinea pig and test everything out. And that's kind of was the fearful thing because in testing things out, I would, you know, you knock yourself a little bit out of ketosis, maybe for, you know, maximum of two days. But I had to be willing to do this because if I've, I decided, you know, this was a lifestyle I was going to be doing for a long run. It wasn't going to be just to lose the last pounds. It was going to be for the rest of my life because I just feel feel so much better on ketosis than I do on carbs. I mean, my digestion, I mean, I can immediately tell when I eat a bad carb, my stomach starts talking to me. It starts telling me no. So it is a lot of trial and error, but it's definitely worth it to kind of experiment with pretty much your grocery store and see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, my favorites. What are your favorite carb ups? I know we chatted about it a little bit, but like some of my favorites are cassava cooked in my instant pot with some lemon. I just love that so much. And uh, what else? Oh, I really love smashed potatoes. So like cooking potatoes and a little bit of fat. What are some of your favorite like carb up other than the sweet potato? Because we chatted about this, but how do you even prepare the sweet potato? You know, I, I'm kind of a, a traditional type of girl. I just like I like it just soft and, and steamed with a little bit of either coconut oil or I even drizzle a little bit of like truffle oil on that if I if I have a good bottle or even uh, grass fed butter is fantastic to me. I love cassava. Cassava is my go to for pretty much everything. Um, I even incorporate a little bit of carb ups. Like if I'm doing some kind of sauce and I throw a couple of tablespoons of the cassava to like a kind of thicken it up and I kind of sneak in some extra carbs that way. I make cassava tortillas, which are fantastic as well as I already mentioned the non bread, which is to die for. But you know, and sometimes people look at my meals and I'm having a carb up and it really doesn't look like I'm having a carb up because I'm having, for example, like chicken thighs in a coconut cream sauce, masala style. So, you know, just having the extra tomato sauce in there with a, some, some non bread on the side with some, you know, with some broccoli it doesn't really look like I'm having a carb up, but it's, you know, it is quite a carb up to have. So those are my go-to. Um, like I mentioned, olive, like uh, almond flour pasta is another one to kind of just give me the sensation that I'm eating some pasta. And sometimes I just do carb ups with a lot of vegetables. Sometimes I'm just craving the root vegetables. So carrots with parsnips and some red um, onions in the oven are one of my favorites for carb ups. 
Mm. And do you do you reduce the amount of fat in your meal when you're doing a carb up or do you kind of just like screw it? I'm going to have what I want when I have it. <laughs> you know, I, I know I should probably be a little more strategic about, you know, balancing my fat oils when I'm having the carb up. But I think naturally when I'm having those carb ups, I don't necessarily feel like I crave the fat too much. So I'm not like dousing my my parsnips in, <laughs> in a bunch of um, coconut oil. I really don't put anything extra. And then that's one of the things like during my the entire time I've been in keto, I don't necessarily add a whole bunch of tablespoons of extra fat to anything. I just either a fatty meat to go on the side with it. And that's kind of how I've ran my diet. I really don't add too much extra fat of anything. So I don't really count the macros that I do. There's days where I'm like, screw it. I'm eating everything. I'm eating the I'm eating that baked potato with um with butter and I'll do it. But again, and for my own personal struggles, I kind of try not to control too much of things. Or then it just start puts me in a it puts me in a different headspace that I don't need to be. More in my interview with Maritza after this message from one of our podcast partners. I love being Canadian, the home of the true North strong and free, but gosh, I'm pretty jealous of you all in the US because you get access to Thrive Market while I'm stuck with limited access to the abundance of health foods that you all know and love. We have 14 day shipping and everything's really expensive and forget about free shipping. That's always out of the question. For all of my pals south of the border, my friends at Thrive Market are offering you 35% off your first box of groceries plus free shipping and and a 30-day trial so you can reorder your favorites a couple of weeks down the road. Imagine spending only $9.95 as opposed to the $20.99 on raw cacao powder, or $15.65 as opposed to $24.99 on MCT oil if you go to a retail store. So on top of their everyday wholesale prices, the extra 35% off your first box of organic and non-GMO products plus free shipping is going to make a regular $100 grocery run into about a 50 maybe $75 Thrive Market order for the same amount of things. You can go to thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer will expire in a couple of weeks. So if you're on the fence about it, the time is now. Again, that's thrivemarket.com forward slash HP to get your instant 35% off and this offer is available to new Thrive Market customers only and people in the U.S. Wah, wah. And how has, I mean, we've chatted a little bit about your keto experience and how fat fueled has helped and how carb ups have helped. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story and all of that. What do you feel is missing in the ketogenic space specifically for women? Honestly, I think a lot more research and data. I, I kind of feel like all the research that I've found for ketogenics and success stories and, you know, scientific research that has been done has been done all on men, how men do fantastic when they fast for 24 hours and how they feel great on 20 grams. And I kind of feel that there's been not been enough like support for women on a ketogenic diet in terms of carbs. And, and again, I, I'm, I've kind of released myself from the title of keto. You know, I eat a high fat diet for most of my part of my day. But when, you know, I, I kind of just 
steer clear of titling myself as keto because I almost feel like I'm not completely keto sometimes because I do eat a lot of carbs. But again, I, I do feel there's just lack of support in, you know, long-term effects of women being on such low-carb diets and how they feel. And and again, I, I honestly feel like every woman is absolutely different. Some women can probably handle living on really low carbohydrates and be absolutely fine. And some women probably just can't. And I'm one of the women that can't. I, I can't live that low of carbohydrates immediately. Um, if I fast, if I try to do a 24-hour fast, I can't sleep at night and I'm shaking and I get really shaky. So I try to just not. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Amazing. And is there anything that you wish that somebody would have told you when you first got going about how you could you know, get closer to your body and, and kind of overcome these fears. And it sounds like you've made such a huge transition over the last couple of years of not tracking and being kinder to your body. Is there anything that you wish that somebody would have told you before all of this happened to try to alleviate some of that pain that you were feeling before? You know, I think, I think the biggest thing that I wish I would have learned from the beginning is to not title myself as anything, you know, before I didn't want to, you know, you get so locked into titling yourself, either as paleo or, or vegan or keto, that you feel like you have to live by those standards. And that's torture, especially for somebody that comes with, you know, such a restrictive background. And once I think, you know, I kind of felt like I wish somebody would have told me in the beginning, you know, it's okay to be to live, for example, a mostly ketogenic life and still enjoy everything and still enjoy grains on occasion and still enjoy food on occasion and still just go back to that life and just, you know, resume normally. I think I would have it would have been an easier transition than me trying to, you know, scour the town for restaurants that would have been more keto friendly or more paleo friendly from the beginning. So I think, yeah, for me, the biggest thing was not labeling myself because that just was too much of a restriction. You know, I, it was freeing once I realized I'm going to eat everything I want. But, you know, when I go back to my life, when I go back to my normal, I cook keto because that's what makes my brain happy. And that's what makes me happy. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show today to share your experience about carving up and how it works and what you've experienced. I know that it's it's a fun topic to me because it's sort of like breaking all the rules and I love breaking rules and getting away with things <laughs> and still having the same experience as somebody who's maybe like struggling through keto and here I am eating carbs and still keto. And so I just, I really enjoy this topic and I'm sure that a lot of your experiences helped many people kind of maybe play around with the idea of trying out a carb up and if it feels good, you know, continuing on with that and kind of busting through some of the fears that can come with that. So yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Maritza. I really appreciate it. No, thanks for having me. It's been my pleasure. The show notes and full transcript for today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash podcast forward slash E45. And the transcript is added to the post about three to five days following the initial air date of this episode. And that does it for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Thanks for listening in. You can follow me on Instagram by searching Healthful Pursuit, where you'll find daily keto eats and other fun things. And 
check out all of my keto supportive programs, bundles, guides, and other cool things over at healthfulpursuit.com forward slash shop. And I'll see you next Sunday. Bye.